Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Denise Sultanfest with us. Denise lives in Maryland with her husband on the family farm where they raise grass-fed and grain-finished beef, wool sheep, and organic laying hens and grow organic herbs and cut flowers. She has six children all grown and on their own except for her caboose kid, who is 14. Uh, Twelve years ago, Denise received a diagnosis of acute Lyme disease. She battled the illness for a decade. In 2018, she eradicated the disease through a skillfully curated integrative Lyme protocol which she continues today. Denise is a writer and a faith-based certified integrative health and wellness coach who helps women with a health crisis or challenge build up new habits and overcome obstacles so that they can live life from a place of wholeness. Welcome, Denise. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So glad to be here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your journey with Lyme. What was that like? Well, it was a darker period for me as far as... um, just trying to navigate the disease when very few people in my area, and ironically, we live in the epicenter of Lyme disease here in the DeMarva Peninsula or the East Coast area, and um, it was very difficult to find a Lyme literate physician. So it's it's a little bit easier these days um, now in 2021, but back then I had to do a lot of the research on my own. And it was, um, you know, and that, that uh, added another layer to the difficulty of the disease. Sure, absolutely. So, and what did that look like for you? What did you start with in terms of treatment? You mentioned you, you found an integrative protocol. So what, what was it that you finally ended up landing on as far as treatment goes? Well, I, I really have to give credit to my family practitioner because when I received the diagnosis, it was not good. It was acute. And she readily admitted to me that she, other than just the uh, typical protocol of an antibiotic treatment, she really didn't know what to do. And I appreciated that because I knew that I, at that point, needed to advocate for myself. And that's when I launched into research. And I read every single book I could find that was out there at the time. Not many, but I did read everything I could. I joined support groups, and I actually um, qualified to see this Lyme literate physician who um, used to be an OBGYN, and she was finding that a lot of women were coming to her practice uh, exhibiting perimenopausal symptoms, but they were too young to have perimenopause. And so as she dug deeper, she realized that several, many of these women um, ended up having Lyme disease. And so I actually qualified to see her, and I learned a lot about the integrative approach from her. She's since retired. But um, I did do a carefully um, crafted uh, antibiotic protocol for just a few weeks, which is incredible. And then I would say 90% of my protocol was integrative. I used herbs. We did a lot of detoxification. We focused on liver health. Um, in one of your episodes, you mentioned zeolite. That was one of the um, 
one of my protocol, main protocols actually, because not only you have to eradicate the biofilm and once you bust open the biofilm, you have to pull it out and zeolite was one of the main ways that, that we did that. And, um, you know, other types of integrative approaches, uh, chiropractic care, massage therapy, um, movement, exercise, and I would say one of my most valuable and powerful weapons was a Lyme eating protocol. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. What does your Lyme eating protocol look like? Well, the Lyme, the Lyme eating protocol started with an anti-inflammatory eating plan. So that meant that I removed dairy, sugar, um, uh, any kind of preservatives from my, from my eating plan, grain for a while, and then I reintroduced grain but in a very specific way, which is another interesting um, lifestyle habit that I cultivated. And, um, and then I actually had to make sure that we didn't have any toxins coming into the body. So that meant I had to read labels about dyes and, and synthetic additives. And uh, I had to look carefully at the types of meat that I was eating. So it really required me to plan really well um, for my, my eating plan, for my protocol. And so it became a lifestyle. So I would say 90% of the time I still eat an anti-inflammatory um, eating plan, which also, you know, obviously helped decrease the chronic inflammation. And so it worked really well for restoring my health. Sure, absolutely. So as you're doing all this research and you're trying to hit it from all different angles simultaneously, what was happening with you emotionally through this process? Well, I knew, if, if, you know, in the very beginning, I wanted to deny that the disease was really ravaging inside my body. And I remember, you know, I had young children at the time, and I remember sitting on the side of my bed, and I actually had to will myself to get out of bed because I wanted to sleep. I, you know, I was depressed. It caused depression. Um, I wasn't inclined to depression, but um, my hormones were completely um, imbalanced and I was overwhelmed. The brain fog was one of my major issues and depersonalization. And so I really had, to, once I started on my protocol, I found that I was able to eradicate a lot of the brain fog, but I had to continue with the detoxification to really uh, make sure that I had a handle on that. And a lot of the supplements that I took also helped with my memory. I had some some um, short-term memory loss. I had some word-finding issues really at the height of the disease. And I was able to regain all of that back. The only thing that I have that's lingering is um, a heart condition that was caused by the Lyme. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing how Lyme can affect just every cell in your body, every different type of tissue. So it's really hard to predict what it's going to look like for any given individual. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds like quite the ordeal. So how did your faith play into this process? Well, it played, it, it, it was a huge, huge factor because I knew that the fact that I got the disease was not a mistake. And I had to make sure that I stayed grounded in my faith and that I surrounded myself with a you know, a supportive group of people who would encourage me to stay 
um, active in, in my devotional life. And even when I was too tired to do it, I was able to just, you know, grab a handful of minutes to, um, to read my Bible. And so, yeah, my faith grew tremendously. And, um, and to this day, when, when, I, when I'm coaching clients who have Lyme disease, I make sure that faith is one of the very first components that they work on because it's an integral part of, of your healing. And, and so that's why we, we start with faith, you know, because it's mind, body, and soul. It's our faith. And so we start with that, and then we move on to our physical health and, and emotional health. So, yeah, it, it played a major role. Sure, yeah, that's pretty foundational. Absolutely. So, uh, and when you're helping, when you're working with other people who are experiencing their own sorts of health crises, this is not just Lyme disease. This can be anything, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, and you talked a little bit about like, so it sounds like you got a homestead kind of a situation going on out there. Uh, talk about milling grains. You, you sort of hinted at the grain protocol that you did, but I assume that it's mostly about milling your own, right? It is. And as you know, an anti-inflammatory eating plan just you know, removes grain from your, your, your eating life. And so I knew we live on a farm and we grow sustainably. Um, and so I knew that I would love to someday reintroduce grain into my, my eating plan. But everything I read, all the research I read, said negative things about grain, and rightfully so. But I never found any research about milling your own grain. How would that look if I went back to the way that grain was supposed to be consumed? And I attended several conferences, and my husband is a grain scientist, and we looked at it from a scientific standpoint, and it seemed like it made a lot of sense. If you actually take the grain and you mill it yourself, it becomes a real food, and it actually, once you mill it, it starts to, to you know, oxidation uh, takes place and it starts to spoil. No different than when you peel the skin off of an apple, it starts to turn brown. And so you have to use it right away. You have to use the, the, the grain right away. And so I started milling my own grain and it's actually easier than operating a microwave. You literally press the button and we get our grain um, in larger quantities and we store it. Uh, in our kitchen, and it's very simple to do, and that has become a lifestyle that we cultivated so that I was able to bring bread back to my table. And uh, and we ferment, we do some sourdough as well, but you can, there are so many grains that we have at our disposal, and if you have a grain intolerance or grain insensitivity, I should say, there are lower grain, lower gluten grains that you can use, like einkorn, for, for example, is, is readily available today and you can mill that and just the amount of beautiful nutrients and vitamins in freshly milled grain is just wonderful and not not I mean the taste is incredible yeah that's awesome so how much of your what percentage of your week would you say do you spend in terms of meal preparation and things like that well, I actually curate meal plans for clients, so I use a lot of those meal plans in our own um, household, and so I'm, I meal plan um, just for, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. When it comes to bread, it becomes um, 
like I said, a female lifestyle. So I would say I make bread every other day. And my girls, my, my daughters and even my husband, really enjoy making it because they, they see that it's very simple. And so if we want to make, let's say, for example, we want to make um, brownies and we will mill our own wheat for that. So any type of grain that we use is freshly milled because that's really how our body has, is intended to um, metabolize and um, reap the, the benefits of the, of the grain when it's freshly milled. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So uh, if somebody comes to you, they've just been diagnosed or they've maybe been struggling for a long time with a chronic illness, but they haven't really made progress. Do you have action steps that you, 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 so you mentioned you start with faith and you start with trying to, to create that foundation. Is there a process that you go through that's different for everybody or that's somewhat similar? Um, well, we always start with when I have someone that um, comes to me with a health crisis uh, we always look at their overall health and wellness, and we look at, and I have them really reflect on where they are, and they actually um, really grade themselves where they are. And, and one of the very first things I start with is their faith. And the second thing is food. And the reason I start with food is because we have to eat every day, and we're, you know, we're creatures created to eat, so we're going to make it count. And that's where we start. We make food become a powerful weapon in their arsenal. And, and, and so that's why I provide meal plans for my health and wellness clients because meal planning can be overwhelming. Who doesn't suffer from meal planning fatigue? You know, I know I did, particularly when I was raising, um, you know, my kids. And so I try and make it as easy as possible. So I provide meal plans for different types of illnesses and diseases. And we start there and you just, they, simply just have to follow the protocol. And um, and then we move from there to body care products, and we just get deeper and deeper into their health and wellness. Uh, we, we talk about, spend a lot of time on sleep and rest, sleep hygiene, the importance of rest, which is counterintuitive in our culture. And we talk about creating a bedtime routine, the necessity of that for healing and how restorative it is. And we go from there, and we just add on new rhythms and practices for their health and wellness each each time we meet. Yeah, so the way I like to tell people about it is in general, the body's designed to heal itself. If you can identify and remove obstacles to cure and give the body the building blocks that it needs to heal itself, then within reason it will. And there's only, like, it, it almost, I mean, it matters what the diagnosis is, but in a way it doesn't because there's only so many possible obstacles to cure. There's only so many building blocks. Everybody needs the same ones. It's just that different individuals, you might have to focus in different areas. So it sounds like you're essentially doing that. And the building blocks are things we all know intuitively. Eat real food the way God created it drink plenty of water, get plenty of rest and, you know, deal with your stress and things like that. Exercise, plenty of fresh air. Like those are the things that we all know, but maybe don't prioritize the way that we should. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I like to start with food and, and not supplements because food um, should be the foundation. And then we add in supplements, but we, we you know, I like to take care of the foundational um, rhythms and practices first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. So uh, is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to make sure that you leave our audience with? Well, I just want to thank you for having me on today. And I, um, uh, you, it was, it's been a pleasure talking about 
particularly about the wheat because, or, or the grain, millennial grain, because it's, it's very new. It's starting to catch on, but it's really a, a, a really a fun way to bring bread back to your table. And I just, if anyone is interested in, if they need health and wellness coaching, if they're facing or trying to manage a health crisis, health and wellness coaching is really um, a fabulous way to have support and collaboration. And you can find me at denisealtonfuss.com. And I love the fact that I get to offer and work with people when it comes to food. And that's why I like to curate these meal plans for, for my clients and for people. And, um, and I am a foodie at heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun. It's a hobby of mine. And living on a farm, I'm surrounded by growing food so and raising food. That's great. Sounds like a very, very healthy place to live. That's fantastic. Oh, yes. And busy. So I will link in the show notes to your website so people can get in contact with you. And thank you again, Denise, for all your time and your wisdom. Oh, thank you. It's been wonderful talking with you today. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of Christian Natural Health, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked offers at-home finger prick testing for essential fatty acids, including omega-3 and omega-6. Your omega-6 to 3 ratio should be about 4 to 1, but the standard American diet ratio is closer to 20 to 1, mostly because we eat a lot of processed vegetable oils in this country. This means inflammation, which sets you up for a whole host of chronic illnesses. We should really all be taking an essential fatty acid supplement, and omega-3 especially, but getting tested will help you determine whether you're taking enough. You can order these tests, uh, no doctor's order required, at TR. YLGC.com slash CNH Omega, and you'll get a package containing lancets for your finger and a test tube for collection of a small amount of blood and a prepaid label to ship it back. Once you receive the results, if you have any questions, you can speak to a nurse practitioner on their team. Again, that link is TRYLGC.com slash CNH Omega, and enter the coupon code CNH20 for 20% off your order. All right, back to the show. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.